0: Hi, this is Naeem Hassan, and welcome to the Olympic Mindset Podcast. So I was reflecting again about the language of privilege, and some more thoughts came to mind as it relates to that, or other examples came to mind through a series of questions, and in light of the fact that we have so much amazing smart technology, including our phones, our pads, our computer systems, and all of the other devices that have come into existence to aid us in some way, smart thermostats for your home and smart cars and all of these kinds of amazing things. (coughs) And what makes me think about that is the fact that all of those devices have an amazing um, operating system program and application programs that drive their operation. And... The operating system program becomes very critical, particularly if we are loading more than one application onto a device. And when we look at how long that might take to update the operating system, load the application, um, it takes just a matter of minutes. And now we have a fully functioning, hopefully, a device, this capable of doing some some pretty cool things but I think about that in terms of language and that operating system is written in a specific kind of computer language and the application program again is written in a language and the development of that language may have taken some time but once obviously we're able to load it that device can function But for the most part, the development of the language and that system, it doesn't take a lifetime. It may take a couple years to become fully functioning. And I say that because how many of us would actually take another program and load that program into one of those smart devices, knowing that it had bugs, knowing that it could render that technology completely obsolete, wipe it out totally? How many of us would voluntarily load a program like that? None of us would, because those are smart devices. And we've come to know that the programming and the development of those happens relatively quickly. And we would never intentionally want to do anything to harm and destroy the functionality of those devices. Well, let's flip the script and talk about the other amazing smart device called the human, capable of doing some amazing things which we all know, which I don't need to get into. But one thing I'd like to just point out is the fact that this smart device called the human has an operating system program as well. Probably lives in our subconscious. So all the things we've learned, values, beliefs, ideas, experiences that get embedded into that subconscious level of our existence. And it drives us to do, be, not do, not be, But what makes that system function, again, is an operating system language. And so my question to you, again, would be, how many of you would intentionally load an application that you knew would destroy one of your smart devices, your desktop computer? You knew the application would cause it to crash. How many of you would intentionally load that? None of you. But then, why is it that we are so comfortable loading those kinds of programs into our human smart devices? We give it no thought whatsoever to protecting our smart devices from viruses, but we don't give the same kind of consideration to our human smart devices. We load just about any kind of program that exists, not having any full understanding of the impact that that program is going to have on the operation of this smart device. But we do it anyway with no qualms whatsoever. And how do we do that? Through our experiences, experiences we allow each other to have by ourselves with each other, in the form of words that we use, situations that, I mean, you think of slavery and the servitude and the uh, deprivation that goes with that whole process. Wouldn't that be a form of adding a virus to the minds of people? And maybe it's intentional in some cases. Perhaps we intentionally offer up bug-infested programs to people that we want to render or create instability in. Perhaps that's why. When we use terms to uh, discourage Is that not adding a bug to an operating system program when we call each other by names other than the names that were given? Wouldn't that be comparable to adding a virus to an operating system program when we uh, offer an abuse? Isn't that also incorporating a virus into this amazing operating system program? If I offer discouragement and I say that you can't, you never amount to anything because you are and you know the list, male, female, black, white, brown, from another country, you have the wrong name, you have the wrong background, education, you live in the wrong neighborhood. If I use those as my viruses and I'm constantly Integrating those and and putting those into my smart device. Don't you think that at some point that smart device is going to become inoperable and lack functionality and capability at some point simply because I've overloaded it with virus software? Because I think that's what has happened. I think that's what continues to happen. But I think the conversation we're having now around that called inclusion and equity is perhaps an update to the operating system program that says to the effect that inclusion is a good thing. Everyone should be given opportunity Maybe those are the programs that are fixing some of the bugs in the operating systems. But then you start thinking about the fact again that privilege has a language. The language of privilege or privilege has a language. Because when you know there is no, there is no way that you would infuse your small smart device, your children... With a language that says, what do you think you're doing? You can't do that. You'll never be able to do that, you little piece of crap. You'll never amount to anything. You're dumb. You're stupid. You walk funny. Get up. Would we ever intentionally use that kind of language with our little smart devices, our little people? unfortunately some people do because that's the way we were perhaps programmed and you don't know and you develop a lay, a language you develop a dialect and you and you speak what you learn if that's the language spoken in your environment and that becomes just part of how you speak not realizing that that language Is laden with virus bugs that are damaging to the operating system. And it becomes so laden with damaging viruses that it will never potentially recover. And so my point or contention is that we have to begin to increase our conscious awareness and practice on how we use our language every day. See, jokes are not jokes. It sounds like cool things to make jokes, but jokes are viruses and they affect the operating system program. Calling someone other than what their name is a virus. It damages the operating system program. Instilling doubt and fear are viruses. Damage the operating system program. Not creating an environment where people can just be themselves and express their opinions without being ridiculed or put down, made fun of, made jokes about All those kind of things are viruses that affect the operating system program. And I think if we are going to change and influence how we mentally and emotionally grow and develop, we have to become conscious of the programs, the words that we continue to use that are impacting all of our lives. And the fact that you had the idea doesn't mean that you could say what you just popped into your head. Unfortunately, that is being exampled on a national level. And it creates this illusion that that's perfectly okay. Well, that might be if you're a part of the privileged class and that you understand the power of words, and you understand the influence that those words and situations and experiences have, it might be part of your ploy to continue to foster and support damaged operating system programs. So I think we have to just become more aware. I think we have to make a conscious effort and sometimes maybe bite our tongues when we understand that we have the potential to upgrade or destroy, enhance or create barriers. And when we believe and know that we have the power to do that using our words and our actions, then perhaps we might become more conscious And hesitant of just opening our mouths and pushing the play button and allowing whatever to pop into our heads to flow out. Because it takes a long time to overcome that kind of psychological damage. Sometimes never. Because once it's in there, it doesn't go away what we end up having to do is just rewrite, write new programs. And depending on how entrenched those existing programs are, we just have to build new neurological pathways. And that takes time. And it takes conscious effort. So again, privilege has a language. It becomes uh, important for us to be, really be aware of the fact that our words are powerful. They are like amazing updates to the operating system, or they serve as a, as a devastating virus to the operating system, and we know what that means. It will either enhance this operation or destroy it, render it inoperable. And so I think that becomes more of the issue across the board.